Well, good morning and happy Valentine's Day. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Evan Bray. We started the day talking about the big talker, which is the fact that the teachers and the government broke down at the bargaining table. They tried to you know, bro- blow some new life into the negotiations that they had going and the, once broke off. Uh, that didn't go very well because, of course, we heard last night from both the province and the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation that it didn't go well. Both sides, by the way, pointing across the table saying, it's your fault that it broke down. Uh, somewhere in there is the truth. We had Samantha Beacott on this morning, president of STF, right at 8.30. As we speak, the Minister of Education, Jeremy Cockrell, is Hosting a news conference at The Ledge, we've got senior reporter Lisa Schick down there, and she will keep us posted on that. But we want to open this up for the next little bit here and hear your thoughts. Like, what needs to happen to get a negotiated settlement? The texts are pouring in. The calls are coming in. I'd love to hear from you. one 332 8255 I'm going to go to Warman first. Calvin is on the line. Thanks for calling in, Calvin. What do you think needs to happen to get a negotiated settlement? Well, Evan, thanks for taking my call. And let me start this off very positive by saying happy Valentine's Day, love, flower <laughs> petals and everything. Okay, That's the only love forward. we're going to get, though, in this That's half right. hour. So now i got to bring out the pitchfork fork here and start spitting some fire. Um, our politicians need to wake the hell up. Um, honestly, the arrogance and the stubbornness uh, on the part of our province and our school board is rampant. Now, i got a little rant here. I'm going to read through it, and feel free to stop me any time. But basically what needs to happen is our politicians need to get out of their comfortable offices, get out of their plush, comfortable chairs, postpone some of these flights to foreign countries, and get their backsides into some of our schools for a taste of reality and see what our conditions are like for our future generation. Have them come to Warman. We're here in one of our schools. In one of the classrooms, there is a student, and no fault of this student whatsoever. This student is challenged. He has problems. But have them sit in a classroom where they have to see what happens when this student all of a sudden starts breaking out and starts throwing chairs and starts throwing uh, desks where all the other students need to go to the opposite side of the room for their safety. See what has to happen in the classroom like that where how a teacher needs, one single teacher needs to deal with that and how she has to help the other students in the other class in the same classroom understand what's going on. Have them come to another one of the classrooms where there's a student here in Warman who, again, no fault of his own, but starts inflicting self-pain on himself. He's a cutter. And then the teacher has to stop the class. The kids all resort to one area of the classroom. The teacher has to stop what she's doing, go over, grab the student, calm him down, rock him back and forth, bring him back so that he you know, comes out of this. Have him have a taste of that. Get out of your offices. You're talking. You're you're painting a, a, a vivid picture of the classroom complexity that we hear is common all across the province. And your point, Calvin, is... In a nutshell, when I ask the question, what needs to happen to get a negotiated settlement, you're saying the government needs to wake up. Wake up. Get a, get a taste of reality. Come and visit some of these classrooms. We have teachers who love their job, love teaching students. They feel that they're giving a part of society by doing this and providing this for kids. We're having teachers who have gone to school for years to learn to do that. They're quitting. They can't take it anymore. They're leaving their jobs. That leaves us with no teachers. Government the province is speaking loud and clear. The parents are speaking loud and clear. Wake the hell up. Get back to the tables and listen to the teachers. one 332 8255 Looking for your thoughts on this teacher province breakdown at the bargaining table that happened this week. What needs to happen to get a negotiated settlement? Wayne in Saskatoon. 
is joining me on the line. Thanks for calling, Wayne. What do you think? What is the solution? How are we going to get a negotiated settlement? I don't think it's even possible, Evan, you know, to tell you the truth. Um, you know, when I listen to the union president talk and then you hear the government talk, I mean, they're so far apart that it's just ridiculous. And I, I, I know the teachers in the school that my kids have all gone to and my last one's going through. And I talked to the one teacher. He said, you know, he, every day this goes on, there rips a little more of uh, the love of teaching. And he loves teaching, and he he's good. Mm-hmm. He's one of the good ones, and he just said it. it just, every time you hear the government talk, it rips a little bit out of it out of you. And I don't know if the union's telling the truth. I tend to say that I don't believe a lot of what she's saying either. It's like a he said... They said, we all said, no one said. <laughs> but I don't think Mo gives a crap about health care or education. He's proven it in all these years. He'd rather have a, a vault full of money, Evan, than, than anything else. And he's got to go. He won't wake up. He's got to go. one 877 Two eight two five five. Appreciate the calls that we're getting on this. We're the, the question is what needs to happen to get a negotiated settlement. The text line is going strong today, and people are saying that they're getting tired. Right, Pete from Craven says, "I can tell you this. I can tell you why the government keeps dragging its feet on contract negotiations because public apathy is setting in, and people will listen to anything." That is not the teacher strike, myself included. I'm just sick and tired of the whole drudge-like affair, Pete from Craven. That could be a thing because the longer these things drag out, and we see it happen in in a variety of different ways. In fact, we've talked about this on this show about the war in Ukraine. Think about when that started up and we were talking about it this was a, a cause for for conversation on a daily basis. and as time goes on, Less and less people talk about it because apathy sets in. Is that happening in the province? You know, it might be for people that don't have children in school. I would guess, though, for people that have children in school, when we hear now that lunchroom supervision is not going to happen over the lunch hour on Friday, it's still very much a present topic for parents, families, students, and how it's going to affect them province-wide. What do you think? one 332 8255 What needs to happen to get a negotiated settlement? Now, as we speak, the Minister of Education, Jeremy Cockrell, is hosting a news conference at The Ledge. We have Lisa Schick down there, senior reporter who is covering it, and she will bring us uh, up-to-date information as soon as it's out. But we did get a release that was sent out just before 9 o'clock. It was embargoed to 9 Basically, part of what Minister Cockrell will be announcing this morning is $32 million in new funding for more classroom space. So they're providing an, an additional $32 million in funding for 45 new relocatable classrooms to inclu- increase classroom space throughout the province. It looks like that funding is going to be allocated in Regina, Saskatoon, Humboldt, Lloydminster, Lumsden, Pilot Butte, Warman, and Weyburn. Those are the communities that apparently, according to the province, where they're experiencing the fastest population growth. And so as a result, part of the announcement today is 
$32 million in new funding for more classroom space. So do you think, okay, look, the government is doing what they should be doing, or do you think, no, absolutely not, because don't forget, $32 million for relocatable classrooms is a capital budget expense. Many argue that it is the operational budget that the money needs to be spent because that's where the rubber hits the road. Those are the dollars that truly will make a difference because that speaks to educational assistance in the classroom. That speaks to, you know, classroom complexity, teacher ratios, all of those types of things. So what do you think? This is being announced right now, $32 million. So that's, you know, that's a big chunk of change. And they go on to to note in the release here that $300 million in supports for learning for the 23-24 school year uh, has been allocated. They've made previous investments, $6.1 million for the Specialized Support Classroom Pilot Project and that new Teacher Innovation and Support Fund that was announced earlier this month. So there's announcements being made by the province. Some of them are new pilot projects. Some of them now are classroom space. So they've got, you know, some of these new relocatable classrooms being expanded in some of the rapidly grown communities in the province. The STF, though, is holding firm, saying unless it's in the contract, they can't be held accountable. And we are in an absolute crisis in the classroom This needs to be changed, and this government needs to bargain it into the collective agreement of teachers. What needs to happen to get a negotiated settlement? 1-877-332-8255. Love to hear your thoughts on this. I'm going to go Dennis in Regina. What do you think, Dennis? Are we going to find our way through this? How is this going to end? Well, I think myself, Evan, uh, you and I have both been on... uh, unions. I think the teachers themselves have to go out on a full tilt scale walkout rather than rotating. You're saying a full a full scale province wide more than one day strike is what you're saying. That's right. They're not gonna get headway by doing the rotating situation and the supervising of the lunchroom. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to go out on a you know, maybe it takes seven, eight days on but I don't know if the government, I guess they could call it necessity so they may get the legislation back. We're, we're losing Dennis. You're fading in and out a little bit there. But but the point is, Dennis is saying, if the teachers want to really make headway, they need to go on a full-out, non-stop strike. Here's the challenge. The teacher strikes, if they go on a full-day strike, Every day, the whole province of teachers, 13,500, every day they're on strike, it saves the province six million bucks. And it costs the STF, right? Because don't, don't forget, they'll, I can't remember what they give. I think it's about 150 bucks a day. They've got a war, a war chest set aside. How long though can they strike until that war chest is out of money? Right. And so then teachers are striking not getting paid, the province is saving money, <laughs> at, what, at what point is the strike better serving the province than it is the teachers? And I mean, this is just, I'm just talking this through. I'm happy to hear your thoughts if, if you think differently. We, we need to take a quick break. We've got Edwin, we've got James waiting, and I hope that they can hang on. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. 
with the question, what needs to happen to get a negotiated settlement with the teachers? one 332 8255 Your thoughts along with James and Edwin when we return on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. A good Wednesday morning and thank you so much for joining us. Valentine's Day, a day that should be filled with love and romance. And instead we're talking about frustration and anger and a breakdown at the bargaining table for the teachers in the province. The uh, province and the teachers were set to meet Monday, Tuesday this week. Talks off the rails. Last night, the STF issues a statement basically saying the strike is back on. It's starting up on Friday. Prince Albert and North Battleford are affected this time in the rotating strikes, but all classroom supervision is off the table for Friday in the province. So parents will be making alternate plans for their child if they are normally staying at school over the lunch break. As we speak, the Minister of Education, Jeremy Cockerell, is uh, hosting a news conference. He just uh, announced $32 million in new funding for classroom space. This is through relocatable classrooms, so basically portable classrooms. And they're really targeting the areas of the province where the fastest population growth is happening. And we're asking you what needs to happen to get a negotiated settlement. Phone lines are open, one 332 8255 Edwin in Regina is on the line what are your thoughts? Where are we at, Edwin? My thoughts is the union doesn't get it. Common person does not have enough money to keep giving. We can't give any more. So we can't give you the classroom thing that you want because we can't afford it. Right. So, do you think, Edwin, like on this, you know, is is this still a problem to be handled, just not in the collective agreement, or you think the problem is being overblown? Well, the problem is being overblown. First of all, if the the union's got They've got lawyers. If they're that dire, why don't they file a grievance in the labor in the labor courts and have it investigated? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I, I would imagine there's probably some sort of a you know whether it's occupational safety because we hear about violence in the classroom and and workplace safety for teachers. I think generally what we're hearing from them though is about a classroom complexity that is so disruptive that it's not conducive to children's learning and it's having a negative effect not just on teachers but on on kids in the classroom. But but ultimately I'm hearing you say the teachers are asking for too much. Yes they are. And 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 who made it this way? Like, it didn't just show up overnight. This has been going on for years, and everybody's just let it slide. It's Well, it's got to do with a lot of changes that have been made in basically how we approach inclusion in the classroom on a variety of different levels. And there's probably no, you know, one area that we can point to that say that was the defining moment or that group is completely responsible. It's been a bit of a, I think, a collective move in that direction. And now we're trying to dig out of it. 1-877-332-8255. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. James in Saskatoon, what's your thought? What needs to happen to get a negotiated settlement, James? It, it's really tricky overall because there's so many different levels of this. And Cockrell saying thirty two million dollars for uh, more classroom space is great, it's uh, wonderful, but it, it's not the issue at hand here. The school that my kids go to have two empty classrooms that don't have teachers able to fill it. The uh, teacher's aides, they don't have enough. The uh, English uh, teachers, uh, uh, as a second language uh, teachers, they, they aren't there enough. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's 
the classroom complexity of, yes, there's these ones that do self-harm or disruptive and that kind of stuff, but it's also the smarter kids that are being left behind because they're good. You know, we have to look after these other ones. Getting rid of stuff like, uh, I think it's called uh, ELO or whatever it is, the the advanced uh, teachers, they got rid of that. Mm -hmm. So these kids are not being challenged at a high level either, and they're just kind of grouped in with everybody. And I have teachers in my family. I've got, you know, I've seen it at all different levels, and there's been some tragedies in the last year, two years. And this, going back to the last caller, this has been a long time coming, but the teachers put it aside when COVID hit. They were getting ready to talk more about it, mm -hmm. but then it was like, COVID's here, we got to look after our kids, we have to figure it out with our kids, so we're going to put it aside for the best of our kids and how we can teach them. And they and they actually went to, they were there was a negotiated settlement where they were agreed to go to committee, but the committee um, ultimately didn't have any success. In fact, I'm hearing they didn't even meet. So when I have the opportunity to talk with the education minister, Jeremy Cockrell, that's one of the questions that I want to, I want to talk about because could we have stopped this train from going down the track had they fulfilled the commitment of the committee that was agreed to at the last round of bargaining? So we'll talk about that. I'm not sure we're going to get Minister Cockrell this morning. We have allocated from 9.30 to 10 o'clock to continue to talk about this, and we are going to continue to take your calls as well. So that number, one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five 332 is alive and well for you. We are going to take another quick break, but when we come back, more of your thoughts. We'll check in with senior reporter Lisa Schick, who's down at the ledge, about what we're hearing from the government on this. The teacher talk continues right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Well, this teacher discussion is a complex one that clearly gravitates people to one side or the other. We just heard from Education Minister Jeremy Cockrell. Off the start of the show, we had STF President Samantha Beacott on. And in between a plethora of opinions from you, this text line, in the short time that Evan Bray's been hosting this show, I've never seen so many texts and very, very divided. James from Regina texted and said, I don't know how we criticize the STF on their position with, sorry, I don't know how we don't criticize the STF on their position on complexity. You pose the question of where is there a policy implemented in a contract in the country that's working and the president didn't have basically an answer to say, saying it's a complex issue. I think that is part of the problem is you can't point your finger to a perfect solution. I actually have a copy, uh, and you can get this online, of the MOU that the government offered the STF where they guaranteed they would spend $53.1 million in funding to deal with classroom complexity on an annual basis. And as you heard, Minister Cockrell said uh, it was brought forward to the bargaining table and the STF said no. And there's lots of people that are saying the STF is, is out of whack, they're asking too much, it's time that you realize there's only one taxpayer. On the other side of it, people like Tom from Saskatoon says, I canceled my SAS party membership today because of how the government has handled this education crisis. And the polls are showing, the polls are showing that clearly people are gravitating to the side of the teachers for now. Don't forget, rotating strikes start on Friday. Don't forget, we've got no supervised lunch supervision on Friday. Anywhere in the province, the lunch supervision, rotating strikes 
PA and North Battleford are affected. And this is far from over. So we're going to put a bow on this conversation for today. I know we will talk about it again. And again, I appreciate, I'm keeping these texts because these will weave through the conversation that we continue to have on classroom complexity and the challenges with education in the province. Coming up next, the very first time ever we get to meet the new Chief of Police for the Regina Police Service. In fact, he's in studio joining me here. New Chief, Old Chief, and a conversation next on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME.